And we are back. Just the tip, America. I am Dr. Bill. I thank you for returning. You know, what we're talking about is not off the wall. It's not off the farm. It is not a crazy concept. It is everywhere in America. It is everywhere in the world. Politicians talk about it. Business people talk about it. Comedians talk about it. One of my favorite, absolutely favorite comedians, though I can quite honestly have never opened for him. I'd love the opportunity, and he I think he has my number. I think he, he I was told he had me on speed dial. But I would I would love to be involved with one of his concerts. I want to share with you our just the tip America audience, Sebastian Mastacalco. Listen to this. Driving, that's another thing I can't do. You ever get behind someone, they're not moving? They're not moving, right? You're like, come on. <laughs> right? You're like, you change into an animal. <laughs> right? You're just looking for the pass lane. You're looking to pass them. And it, it seems like it's days. It takes days for this to happen. <laughs> but you'll finally get it, right? You'll finally get it. But as you pass, you can't let this go. As you pass them, you have to turn and look to see who the hell <laughs> is driving this way. You can't go to bed at night without putting a face to that miles per hour. <laughs> And I don't know what happens to us. As we pass, we lose it. We're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Sometimes you want to just slow up so they could see the face. You pull up and you're like, look at what you did to me. <laughs> I was happy a mile ago. Look at this transformation. <laughs> At me, what the hell did you do to me? Funny stuff. Yeah. Very, very funny stuff, though. I think I butchered his last name. <laughs> Sebastian on all sorts of uh, Netflix and uh, all sorts of social media. Funny, funny stuff. I, I very much appreciate his humor. And like comedy, like humor, it really depicts what is happening socially. It, yeah. It depicts... Uh, what is happening in our lives, in my life, our lives, our kids' lives. Uh, it is a social comment, and I love it. And it, as an aside, it's so important not to um, sequester humor because it, it gives us a chance to look within ourselves and look at the human condition. But a funny, funny guy. Now, on a joke... Uh, uh, on stage, unless you, unless you happen to be uh, Chris Rock or David Chappelle, it's safe. Mm -hmm. It's safe to express humor, being sarcastic with the last couple of comments because everything has gone to shit. Yeah. But when you're in the freeway, when you're in the grocery store and someone jumps in line, uh, someone takes your parking space, uh, someone takes your coffee when you yeah. ordered your decaf, double hot, frothy, whatever, with extra care. It is not worth it. Yeah. No. I promise you, it is not worth it. 
uh, as a family member, as a physician, as someone who cut his teeth uh, in the emergency room at county hospitals in Chicago and Los Angeles, temper your temper. And that's an emotional deal, and that takes a guy, a big guy, to do that. Someone with heart and someone with intellect to understand it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because you have to look at one of the books, The Daily Stoic, again. You don't have to be the biggest guy, the biggest dick on the block right. to survive. And to, um, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, to be someone that others uh, want to act like, right? To be a role model, I guess is the term I'm using. So be aware of that. It's cool to be a role model and it's cool to temper your temper. It's cool to think before you respond. Yeah. Um, it's a different world out there. And um, I try to tell my family that every day. I try to tell the, my family, my friends, the people I love, the people I care about every day. A great segue, guys. How do you do it as parents? Um, how do you look at survival? And how do you look at self-defense? Uh, how do you look at ways of combating the craziness out there? Again, I've told you ad nauseum uh, that what my background is, uh, criminal justice, mental health, uh, martial arts. Um, I understand the human condition, not as well as I would like to. I understand the value of reading people. I don't do it as well as I would like. I have been very fortunate enough to be placed in a position where I've been asked to lecture and give seminars on self-defense, lecture mm -hmm. and give uh, uh, seminars on school safety, yep. on uh, safety in uh, medical offices and hospitals, violence in, in uh, medical, medical America, America, right? Yeah. is uh, something that uh, a great friend and a, and a mentor of mine, someone who has been um, quite active in helping me with my own journey in martial arts, uh, a guy named Ken, who uh, helped give me seminars and, and pen a, uh, a monograph on staying alive in this world when it comes to uh, building safety. What do you guys do as parents, with kids, with as family members, as homeowners? What do you do uh, to stay safe? Anybody who's gonna who's listening, <laughs> Jose is looking at his new headphones. He wasn't listening. But Shelby, talk to me. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you, you really just need to be aware. You know, get to know your neighbors. I think that's important. Um, we live in a community where we're able to, you know, communicate with our neighbors. Um, everybody kind of looks out for themselves, which I like. Uh, it's more of a community-based area. Um, so we've been lucky enough. So if there's something out of the ordinary, people get involved. All right. uh, at least that's been my, my experience so far. But, I mean, it hasn't always been that way, you know. You know, you just have to be aware of what's going on. And, and I, I always say animals, dogs, having dogs, 
they're the best security. You know, uh, something out of the ordinary is a great trick. I, I looked at, when I looked at um, mass gatherings mm-hmm. and security, and uh, though um, I only dream of being at the level of Secret Service or uh, government protection agencies, and I've not done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I didn't really understand how Secret Service survey a population when they're guarding a principal, when they're guarding the president, when they're guarding politicians, uh, guys who were in the government secret service uh, and they retire and they go into uh, the private sector, they're, they're huge money. They're, th- they're really sought after. So when we talk about CEOs, when we talk about the guys with private jets, mm-hmm. when we talk about politicians, when we talk about uh, people of celebrity, um, how, do you, how do you handle mass uh, surveillance and security with thousands of people and it's not perfect but one of the keys is what doesn't make sense what doesn't fit what is different and when you survey a crowd you're looking at things that don't fit for that particular environment mm-hmm. the obvious scenarios uh, is uh, it's 110 degree weather in uh, Florida or in California during the summer, and you see a guy with, you know, a, a, uh, rain black, a black raincoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that that's that's the most obvious uh, point to look at. Yeah. But there's certain subtleties that people learn about. So what doesn't fit? And though I am not a, a player at the professional level, I certainly pride myself at the minimal level that I'm at, and I can take that concept. Of personal security individually to myself to my family to my friends to my loved ones and to the people that work for me and with me um, every day and so there's some interesting concepts that we have developed along with Ken and uh, Brian Cunnings uh, uh, one of uh, my mentors in in martial arts for the last what 1989 was how long ago a long time ago right there are people that listening hopefully listening that are weren't born that way and then born at that time in 1989 um 88 actually and the people decades before me where i played around with martial arts and self-defense and personal awareness um those kinds of things that we see in movies and in government officials and in the tabloids it's almost in, it's it's really incumbent upon us to scale it down a little bit and see how it works for us individually and for our family members. Jose, talk to me about your thoughts on personal sa- safety for yourself and your family. Uh, personally, my home, we have cameras around. We have security system sensors. And then we add extra um, locks on the windows um, that even if the window lock is, you know, tempered or open, there'll be somewhat uh, an extra step for them to deal with. 
So out of fairness and interest for our listen, listening audience, could you give us the uh, codes to the alarms and the locks? <laughs> Would you mind doing that? Do you, trust, uh, do, do you trust me and Shelby and our listening audience enough to disclose that? <laughs> no, the only thing that I could disclose is um, it's nothing related to important days or dates or anything with my kids or wife. It's something completely unrelated to us so it's not one two three four or twelve thirty one okay fair enough (laughs) so what you illustrate interestingly enough and i don't know if you've ever been to our seminars and i don't know if you've read any of my books because there's only two people have read my books and those are my parents uh and that was what 2007 and 2009 when they passed away you you have books well, not necessarily a book. I wrote down a few notes. <laughs> but <laughs> Violence in Medical America, you can yes. get it not only for free. Actually, we're paying people to buy it right now. <laughs> I think we are in our less than one publication. And we have, recy- what do you call it when you re-something uh, it? We've done it Republish now. Or? Republished it zero yeah. times. Uh, but it's out there somewhere, probably in, uh, uh, oh, I know, in my attic. I have three <laughs> copies left. We made four <laughs> copies in total. But what you bring about is the castle theory, castle right. theory oh, of defense. All right. And I love that concept. It's something that was around thousands of years ago. Yeah. And when we talk about defense, we talk about different layers of defense. Uh, thousands of years ago, it was a big ass castle mm-hmm. with stones and big windows without glass, but opening where you can see outside the castle. Mm-hmm. And you were usually on a plot of thousands of acres where we had people, not me, I'm not that old, I'm 67. <laughs> we had uh, people that would look out these openings. What do you call that? Openings in the wall. Right. And that could look over the expanse, look at all the hectares mm-hmm. of or acres of property. So if you saw someone coming, you were at least aware. You had right. notification. Yeah. That's one layer. Yeah. And then you also had some sort of barrier. You had a moat. And in the moat, you may have crocodiles. Right. Or you may have people that were looking at the moat protecting that or people in boats with some sort of weapon you had a drawbridge and you had a huge wall and you had people looking out now we have cameras yeah Uh, some people have dogs some people have lights some people have gates yeah Uh, most people have locks yeah most people have some sort of alarm system or early warning system and we're not talking about tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking about stuff you can get at big, bo- big yeah. box stores or on Amazon or Google. As an aside, when I mentioned Google, when we were, um, when uh, my production crew of two and Cody, three, <laughs> uh, Cody's my, uh, my uh, labradoodle, yeah. my nine-year-old, He's who's great. very aggressive and I love him. Uh, who warns me when uh, yes. my wife is about to find me eating food at midnight. <laughs> um, 
before all that, we were talking about Google, and you told me that Google, when we were setting up an identification oh, for yeah. emails and phones and all this stuff that we yeah. have, are ways that you guys can contact us, that they talked about, what is it, gender preference? Uh, well, yes. So you needed to answer your gender. Okay. And the options were male, female, rather not say, and customized. Okay. I understand male, female. I understand rather not say. I don't get customized. Uh, as I mentioned before, I spent a lot of time in Chicago. I was born there. I uh, spent time in medical school and got to know my aunt who had three boys or three children. And she said she had, uh, when she was introduced as being a mother of three, she would say, I've got one of each. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what that meant. But this was, when was I in medical school? 78, 79, 1979. All right, so that was a while ago. <laughs> so um, she was actually quite progressive, I guess, right. at that time. So gender That's customized. Funny. The concept wow. of customized gender makes me wiggle a little bit because it's a little physically and emotionally uncomfortable. <laughs> not, a not a political statement. It's just a statement of comfort. So let's go back to the castle theory of self-defense. There you go. And why is that important? Let's listen to the spinners. Rubber band man will bounce back in a moment. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to talk about self-defense. Oh, I love this song. I guess I should be talking, right? <laughs> All right, so Rubber Band Man, we've bounced back. I'm Dr. Bill. This is just the tip America. I got to tell you, no matter what I fucking say, guys, no matter what I talk to you about tonight, find some groove, some rhythm, some music that when times are shitty, when you cannot get up, after being pushed down, yeah. when you cannot bear another breath, find a music that drives you. Motown music is what has kept me alive from an artistic point of view. Yeah, I am, I'll be the first to admit, it's my family, it's my son, it's my wife, it's my parents, it's my friends. Music is what drives me. It is my fucking heroin. And <laughs> I tell you, can I say that? I think so. Yeah. My sponsor said it was okay to say. <laughs> um, Motown has such a great music, What has a great sound, a great message. And it, I don't know if it's the words. I, you know, th this particular song is, is great because of the rhythm. Yeah. And um, I can tell you that my all-time favorite song, the intro, Isley Bur uh, Brothers yeah. and This Old Heart of Mine, I can remember in the 80s, there was a Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepard yeah. uh, sitcom mood lining. That's right. And I love that. And it was great because it was the first sitcom I remember. I don't even remember what the dates were, but I think it was in the 80s. Yeah, I think so. That um, 
you, I waited every week and I was absolutely viscerally pissed off uh, that the show was over and then I have to wait another week. And sometimes the writers couldn't get it together and I appreciate that. And if it didn't pass a certain level of bam, of, of intensity, that they wouldn't show their new their uh, new segment and they would just yeah. replay the old segment and i appreciate that now i yeah. appreciate the passion i appreciate the sense of artistic ability and the music and the comedy yeah. and the repartee between the two players um this was bruce willis 40 years ago before his medical oh. issues and before he was a tough guy yeah he was a very cool guy uh uh wearing two thousand dollar suits that he couldn't afford in as, as the as the uh as the player in, yeah. in moonlighting and leaning with his uh arms crossed in a two thousand dollar suit and a bmw uh, an old bmw i think it was a I don't even know what it was. I don't okay. drive BMW 800 something CSI. It was just cool. And then Isley Brothers, This Old Heart of Mine. It was a great, truly romantic comedy. Google it. Look at Netflix or whatever the fuck social media you guys look at. <laughs> but it's very cool. And and for me, uh, this stuff drives me. It gets me up in the morning. It allows me to do what I do every fucking day. Uh, Motown yeah. uh, and, and certainly Rubber Band Man with the spinners. Look it up, guys. Listen to it. And yeah, it's the old Jew that's talking about it with a cigar and bourbon in his hand. But it's very cool. Find find what works for you. It doesn't have to be Motown. If it's not Motown, you guys are stupid. <laughs> but find out whatever it is for you. Let's talk about a passion of mine somewhere down the list from music in my family and what I do for uh, in my day job. Personal safety is something that I have no idea how I got involved in. I know that um, 2014 I was threatened. Uh, local police and Sheriff's Department and ultimately the FBI was involved, not because I'm an asshole, I think I'm a sweet guy, <laughs> um, but my life was threatened enough to the point where they said, um, take, I've got files and all those, with all those three departments, two of the departments, and um, I made certain precautions. I have owned security companies in the past. Um, I lecture on personal security. I give seminars and I have over the years taught self-defense at various levels and am a martial artist. Not that I'm any good at it, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, and I find it an art, truly an art. Not that I'm a tough guy by any means. I'm just trying to survive and protect my family. I am not calling anyone out. I'm not looking for a fight. Um, I am not a tough guy. Never. If you ever get in a fight, you threaten my face, I'm done. I give you everything I have, my watch, my money, whatever you need. That being said, let's talk about the castle theory of self-defense. And it really a question of, of redundancy is one issue, meaning having several layers of self-defense because all layers of security can be breached. There's not 
one dog, one guy, one big dog, one alarm system, one camera system, one door that will protect you and your family. It's multiple layers. That's a castle theory of self-defense that we talked about, yeah. right? Right. In the last segment. The other very important concept is everyone goes home. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Shelby. They lock their door. Yep. They uh, check their windows. They look around and see if anything's been stolen. I walk in and are my old Motown tapes. <laughs> what do they call My... My VHS or whatever the hell it is, or Betamax tapes of Motown concerts, or have they been stolen? Um, does anything look awry? And that's what all of us do. I don't really know of anyone who uh, goes home, doesn't worry about the door, doesn't worry about windows being open, doesn't check their surroundings, unless you live on an island by yourself. Yeah, well, they or, should be. They, right. they should be. Yeah. Or um, unless they have people doing it for them. I have people doing it for me, and I also do it myself as another layer of self-defense. Why is it? I have been labeled a whole bunch of things, sometimes handsome, rarely, <laughs> And I've been labeled paranoid. I'm not paranoid. I'm observant. I'm observant and I remember how shitty, can I say that? How shitty people can be. Why? Because I grew up in emergency rooms at LA County in Chicago. Yeah. And I see what people do to each other yeah. out of passion, out of rage, out of anger, out of deceit out of a need to take something that other people have. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. People can hurt other people and will hurt other people. So for those of us who care enough about ourselves and care enough about our family and care enough about our loved ones, we have a level of security when we go to bed at night. Yeah. When we go home at night, most of us do that. Most of us don't carry that same level of personal security of castle theory of self-defense when they leave their castle, when they leave their home. Yeah. That is fucking stupid. <laughs> that is saying, please rape me. Please hurt me. Please steal from me. Please take from me. A lot of people get in their car, and unless they have one of the newer cars with automatic door locks, they drive without really thinking. They drive listening to the radio. They drive texting. They drive thinking about what they're going to do to when they get to their destination, school or office, whatever it is. They don't carry that same level of care, that same level of security when they leave their castle. That's a huge hole. That's a huge opportunity to carry a sign, sometimes neon sign, hey, fuck me over. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. Please yeah. take from me. Please take from me. Please hurt me. Please hurt my family. That's what you're doing. 
One of the books that I look at as a Bible, uh, something that I, um, uh, Jose put up earlier, The Gift of Fear, talks about all these things. And um, if you've not uh, read Violence in Medical America, I think we have, uh, what, 19,000 editions left, so hurry up and get them. Um, but The Gift of Fear, seriously, Gavin DeBecker is a guideline for life. Now, I'm not usurping, I'm Jewish, I'm a very religious, spiritual guy. None of this shit is covered in Judaism. Maybe it is, but I never showed up for temple because I was reading <laughs> Gavin DeBecker. Very cool guy. Um, Joe Rogan has a podcast interview recently, I think in the last month. Oh, well. Interesting stuff. Uh, take a walk with your dog and jog. Take a walk with your wife and walk. Um, listen to the podcast. It's cool. Buy the book. It's a great book, and it's something I've quoted ad nauseum for a very long time. Yeah. And it talks, of, it really gives you guidelines on a couple things. It, uh, the, the, when we experienced the, uh, the airplanes going into the Twin Towers in New York, what, 21 years ago, when we dissected what was occurring, we realized that a lot of people saw something and never said anything. They saw something and never said something. They saw something that was different. Was different than what it should be. The same concept we talked about a few minutes ago about Secret Service guys looking at ten, uh, crowds of tens of thousands, what doesn't fit? Yeah. And we all failed. All of us failed to say something. Why? We were embarrassed. We didn't want to hurt someone's feelings. We thought we were being paranoid. We thought we were overreacting. And what happened? People died. Yep. People died. So the concept of see something say something is very very important i you know i joke around a lot i am not fucking around carry that same concept and it's not that you're going to stop jets going into the twin towers it's going to stop you being hurt your babies being hurt your wife being hurt your friends being hurt your colleagues being hurt there's a gut reaction that we all have. Mother's intuition. Mother's intuition. You know what? I'm not going to let my baby go to the movies by herself. I'm not going to let my kids go to the mall dressed the way they are. I'm not going to let them go to a party with, without finding who's going to be at the party. I'm not going to walk down the street with all my jewelry, counting cash. I'm not going to walk down the street watching my phone, listening to music, and not paying attention. 
The gift of fear is a great Bible. Jose, have we heard from Gavin? Am I getting any piece of the action from this? I don't know. He hasn't responded. No, no, not yet. Oh, wow. I'll Keep checking. Keep checking. Maybe he, we've got the wrong email. I think it's a great book. It's a great guideline. And it's something that I've used in lectures, and it's, it's something I've used in philosophy. It doesn't matter how accomplished I am or how accomplished I think I am in martial arts. It doesn't matter if I have a weapon. It doesn't uh, matter how cool I think I am or how good I am at the gym and how much weight I can, I can lift. It's being aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. and seeing something say something to your mind, in your mind. If something doesn't fit, be aware of it and act upon it. Let's talk to the spinners and give me a break so I can have a chance to uh, light my cigar. (laughs) And we're going to bounce back, baby. Just the tip America, Dr. Bill. Thanks for finishing with Just the Tip America. You've been with Dr. Bill, and he is looking forward to creating yet another tip with you. We invite you to become a big, fat member and subscribe. Make your time spectacular. It is all up to you. Grab what you can out of life and join us at JustTheTipAmerica.com. Thanks for finishing with Just the Tip America. You've been with Dr. Bill, and he is looking forward to creating yet another tip with you. We invite you to become a big, fat member and subscribe. Make your time spectacular. It is all up to you. Grab what you can out of life and join us at JustTheTipAmerica.com.